Hello and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline Podcast. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Oshin. Hello. And we're back for another Paranormal Reddit episode. <laughs> uh, I, I love doing these episodes. It's so much fun. <laughs> we have some particularly terrifying tales this week from telepathic animals to terrifying creatures. It's very rainy night and I have the fire lit and a cup of tea at the ready. So I'm so hyped to get into these tales. Uh, shall we just jump straight into them this week, Oshin? Just fire on ahead. Let's go full steam ahead, boy. So I had to include this first story because I just love it. I think it's so great and I want it to happen to me. Uh, <laughs> it's just called... Heard my aunt's pet cat telepathically speaking to me. Do you think you hear like a telepathic conversation? Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you hear with your ears, but like, how, how do you perceive if it's like, Yeah, anything? I assume it's like you hear it because you perceived it. Like I don't in know your, if there, is there another word for... yeah. I would assume it's heard because it's like audio, but just directly put into your head. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I assume like, somebody could telepathically put a written message into your head, too, hypothetically, right? Yeah. Are you hallucinating at that point? <laughs> that is the question of the podcast, though, really, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's kick into the story. Long story short, my aunt invited me and my folks for dinner. She lived in a pretty remote and secluded place in Nevada. I never knew or wasn't aware of her being an animal lover, let alone a cat person. We found out that she adopted a four-year-old cat last month. She named it Bathsheba, which was also very okay. odd. My dad is very allergic to animal fur and dander, and he just couldn't make sense of her sudden decision to adopt a cat. Anyway, I love cats, but I always found them weird and unpredictable. When it came to my aunt's cat, there was something off, and there was some sort of unnatural quality to it. When I arrived there, I just watched from afar, and its stare made me get goosebumps. As a hardcore animal lover, I tried to befriend the animal, but I wasn't making any progress. I tried to get its attention by making noises and kitty treats, but I was unsuccessful. Eventually, I left, al I left it alone and tried to pay attention to what my aunt and my family were talking about. Suddenly, Bathsheba jumped up to an empty chair beside me. I couldn't help myself and pet it. When I looked into its eyes, there was something that hypnotized me. And I heard a female voice say, Stir the milk. Repeatedly. It sounded so real that I tried to find out who was saying it. I asked them, what milk? I don't see any milk here. They were drinking either red wine or coffee. They all stopped talking and gave me these weird looks that said, Are you okay? What's wrong with you? <laughs> my mom asked me whether I was feeling okay or not. I have always been attracted to animals, but I never was telepathic or a mind reader. I have never told anybody about this because they already think that I'm a weirdo. I can't figure out what happened to me that day. Well, literally as I stopped reading this, my cat just <laughs> appeared from the stairs. Hello. Hello, Puka. So what do you make of that? For one, I love that, you know, telepathic and cat lover are put like in the same sort of category <laughs> you gotta you gotta be the same person like you can't be telepathic yeah. and not a cat lover yeah um i definitely think there's something weird with cats you think supernatural One way or weird? another i don't know i'm not maybe not supernatural weird. I, I i love the concept that like a cat actually express like you know we only see it's it's tangible form <laughs> what does that mean 
So like, you know, there's higher dimensions. This is a hot yes. take. <laughs> there's higher dimensions, and, and cats can freely, you know, project themselves into them. And uh, the cats that we see only, you know, exist only on our three dimensions. But in reality, they're off like keeping us safe on the higher dimensions. They're fighting. All right, you're your really demons. going off they're on one here. They're fighting their demons. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's why they're tired the whole time. You think? Yeah. They yeah, do that's sleep why, quite yeah. a bit. Yep, they use up all their energy on the higher dimensions, and that's why they also have a sense of entitlement because they're keeping you safe constantly. Yeah, that makes and sense. In, fo- in folklore, it comes down to that story—the whole like black cat crossing your path. That's why it's all uh, friendly. It's funny that luck. the cat is called Bathsheba as well, though, because that's the name that's of the fantastic. that's the name of the witch in the Conjuring movie. So, oh, <laughs> but I think it's also from the Bible as well. I don't know what story Probably. in the Bible, but I think it's actually originally a Bible name. Take my uh, hot take with a you know several handfuls of salt a grain of cat litter <laughs> yeah yeah but as we conclude that story the cat is actively trying to steal my water uh <laughs> stir the water did you watch her did you see her do this at all when you're over at my house the way she the tries water. to scoop the water out with her hand yes yeah it's a pain in the hole because she's learned how to do it to all of my drinks go away me <sighs> and the cat have a love-hate relationship you really do S- some days it's fantastic other days it's uh, not coming near me. I think it was like even in the last Ride of the Stories episode that we did where the cat was like actually snuggling into you like she never does The cat that was on people, my lap, yeah. And then turned around and bit you <laughs> for no reason yep. at all. So yep. I guess you're a two-dimensional person is an asshole. So this next one's a bit wild. Uh, <laughs> this one actually took place during lockdown and it was posted on the Paris Catacombs Reddit page. Oh. It's a bit nuts. So I'll let you make of it what you will. I mean, the Paris catacombs are nuts to begin with. Yeah, this this takes them to another level. It's just called going to the catacombs to shut down the hell portal. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. In a few days, I will be traveling to Paris via an alternate means of travel to bypass the lockdown. For those who might be unaware, there is a portal deep within the catacombs that is the source of interdimensional incursion by beings not from our plane of existence. This portal must be shut down to cease their long invasion. The portal predates our civilization, but these entities are absolutely not friendly, for the most part. I am posting this here because I would like any and all advice about traversing the catacombs, unofficial slash alternative routes. My current packing gear is the following. One big metal security guard's flashlight, one sleeping bag, one Bible, in brackets, to channel God. Two turpentine flasks, banishes small-sized interdimensional beings. Two bottles of water, two cans of beans, one piece of chalk to mark where I've come from, and a buck knife to open said cans. I am aware the catacombs are deep and maze-like, however the portal absolutely needs to be shut down. It predates our civilization, yet no one has shut it, so I will. These invaders cannot be allowed to prey on us any longer. As for why I won't be taking a guide is because one, they don't go on sidewards, two, they could end up being possessed and lead me astray, or even turn on me. I'm not willing to risk my mission being compromised, so I will be doing this on my own. In a few short days I will begin my journey, but I would very much like any and all advice you may have. <laughs> Holy sh- <laughs> Yeah. And like that- that goes hard, Kaylee. It really, really does. Like, I want to point out as well that this, <coughs> this subreddit is mostly just for people who are interested in the catacombs 
not yeah. in a supernatural sense, just in a in a well, like there are some supernatural stories as well, but it's majority just interest in traversing the catacombs, photographs of them, videos, you know, the history of it, stuff like that. And then this guy shows up and he's like, <laughs> "There's an interdimensional portal down there." <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, what? I know there was like a horror film set there. Yeah, there was. Um, it's um, as above, so below. Yeah, and, and like you know, this was going so hard. I was thinking, is this just like uh, a marketing, you know, a viral marketing thing? Uh, well, it came out um, years after the movie. I know, out, I know, so. but is is there a sequel or some some sort of or you know another film set similar? Just because how hard it was going, how how crazy it sounds. Yeah, that's um, fair. Also, with two tins of beans and two bottles of water, this person is... I, I don't fancy... They're, they're going to die. <laughs> I think it's kind of badass that they're going to fight the forces of darkness fueled by two tins of beans. <laughs> you know what this actually sounds like? Brokeback and Mountain? No. N- n- no. <laughs> um, I was going to say, on the opposite end of that spectrum, it's like uh, a spoken intro to like you know the heaviest album you could listen to. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for like it to kick into like you know some two hours of, of do- techno music, uh, something off the Doom soundtrack, you know, Jeez. or like yeah. absolute <laughs> sludge rock, like you know, just very heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love this guy's sense of adventure, but it honestly sounds so dangerous. Uh, one of yeah. the things I love most about Reddit is the genuine advice and worry that people <laughs> had for this guy in the comments. There was even a person who explained that, like, they had been to every part of the catacombs. Because this, like, subreddit is for people who have been down there as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was maps that they've written out of the catacombs. And he, like, explained to this guy that there was nothing down there. And he'd been to every inch of the catacombs. And they actually talked this guy out of even trying to go down there in the first place. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I do wonder... Not- fancy my chances I wouldn't fancy my chances at all I'd be very like, nervous going down there at all um, it's too twisty too turny also you know I'll forget where I've been yeah. even with chalk uh, people were saying in the comments as well with the chalk that uh, there's loads of markings already on the walls so it's so mm-hmm. it'd be so hard to keep track with just chalk you'd need something else I'd just get distracted and then that's me gone yeah exactly yeah me too <laughs> the one time I was ever in like uh, a tunnel like that you were in uh, the mines. I was in the mines, but like at least like, lore. They, they weren't branching. You yeah. know, it was more or less because it was just a service uh, ventilation. There was a video that went viral a few years ago of somebody trapped down in the catacombs in Paris. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, the person in the video is basically lost and is like, yeah, I think he eventually drops the camera. And some people think that he was being chased. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was like a real video like it was a real video it was definitely filmed down the catacombs but I don't know if it was genuine that somebody had come said somebody had come in and gotten lost Um, either way not a very good idea no alright moving on to my favourite part of the paranormal encounters Uh, I I have to I try and include one of these every time we do a reddit one because I just think they're great this is the creature feature (laughs) excellent that's what we're here for and this one is just called the creature It's a great name. I don't think it needs any improvement. I have never told anyone else about this, but I feel this would probably be the best place to get some info on whatever I saw. In October of 2012, me and my grandfather were hunting for white-tailed deer on his property in a little run-down town called Reedy, West Virginia. West Virginia. (laughs) We're back again. We were not having any luck at the first few spots, so we moved to a different location down towards the bottom of his property. This place always gave me the creeps because everything down there seemed to be dead. The trees, grass, 
There's basically never wildlife in this area. Well, after us sitting there for 30 to 40 minutes of noth seeing nothing, we were about to move. That's when I saw it. There was this very odd looking creature that kind of looks like a horse with a wolf face with this very rough and decay look in his fur and skin. It was just walking through the field we were watching when it stepped right over the fence. And keep in mind, this fence was made to keep horses in. So this thing was quite big, at least bigger than anything that should have been in those woods. My grandfather is now dead, so I am the last person to have physically seen this thing. So if any of you have any idea what it could be, could have been, I would very much appreciate it. It would have to be absolutely massive to get over a horse fence and just step yeah. over it like it's nothing. That I don't know if it was walking on all fours or not, but I picture it walking on two feet. I don't know why. Like walking around it like a human, mm. which is even terrible. More worse. That is, yeah. That is very long legs. <laughs> That's just insane height. Like, I assume it was in proportion, because they didn't specify, like, extremely long legs. They just said it was big, you know? Yeah. So I assume the rest of it was big, too, which is terrifying. Why is it always West Virginia, man? That is the real question. Like a horse with a f wolf face. What does that even mean? I don't know. I Part of me is saying, like, you know, that sounds like how someone who has never seen a bear would describe a bear. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> horses have longer legs, and they're, like... You know, very skinny legs. Yeah, I don't think bears can step over a horse. Or maybe they can like, climb over it, I suppose. Yeah, but I think... Like, that's a detail I think they would have put in. That it climbed Same over with the it. Yeah, standing up or, or on fours, I'm not sure. Like, that's also something that I would have mentioned if I, like, I would have noticed. I'm I thinking assume, on like, because they said maybe. it looked like a horse, that I assume it was walking on all fours like a horse would walk. Yeah, I think what could... like. It's the wolf head is throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, as you can guess, most of the comments are saying that it's... And I won't say the word, because you're not supposed to say the word. But uh -huh, it rhymes yeah, yeah. with spin talker. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that is the majority of the comments. Um, which I would be kind of inclined to agree with, because they are depicted as having like that decaying skin. But like also kind of like... A bit like a chimera with like different aspects of different animals and stuff. So right, right. But I'm no expert on that topic, so no. I, I actually know little to nothing about any of that. Yeah, me neither. So, it's something I'd like to learn about. Yeah, properly. definitely. I would. I would. Yeah, really love to learn more about it. If you're enjoying the podcast, think about helping us out by checking out our Patreon. This really helps the cop the podcast keep going. And you get exclusive access to our Discord, where we're always chatting about the latest episodes and posting spooky things like memes, behind-the-scenes photos, and extra information on our episodes. So you can subscribe to us at patreon.com forward slash paranormalhotline. You can also help us out for free by simply rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take too long, and it really helps us out, so we can continue to bring you weekly episodes. You can also follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram where you can stay up to date with the latest episodes. We are at ParanormalHL on Twitter and at ParanormalHotline on Instagram and Spotify. All right, so this next one I have is actually a video. The reason I wanted to look at this video is because there's it's an e there's an EVP at the very start of the, of the video. Okay. And it's just freaky sounding and there's there's no there's no spirit box. There's no devices running that are creating or generating noise. This is just... This just happened in the room that they're in. Okay, okay. That's very hissy. We think we heard you. Who's that? 
It just said turn around. So it sounds like it's saying turn around. What do you think it sounds like? I'm going to listen to it one more time. My page crashed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very breathy, airy. Yeah. 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 Um, it kind of reminds me of some of the stuff that we heard because it's it always kind of comes out with like this weird breathy whenever there's an EVP. There's just like so much breath to it. It sounds like a whisper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that I just thought it was interesting to include it because it's the first good one that I heard in a while, to be honest. Um, yeah, what do you think of it? Because like, I know we talk about it a lot in the podcast, but I hate spirit boxes or anything that generates a noise like that where yeah. you can kind of pick and choose what you want to hear, pretty much. It's but a this is mutu like mutual hatred at this point, I think. Yeah, this video clip doesn't have any of that. It's just them asking questions and a voice manifests, yeah. which is pretty terrifying. It is, uh, yeah. That's pr it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, now, now, it's probably because I don't listen out for things like this in general. I was hard pushed to decipher what it was or even where it was until I heard it a fair few times and, you know, in the video they're going, oh, did you hear that? And then you said, oh, hey, did you hear that? When yeah. they say, like, this bit here, so um, normally have trouble hearing, like, our deciphering words from yeah. EVPs and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. there's definitely a noise there. Yeah. Uh, there's there's debate in the comments as to what it's saying as well. Some people think, think it's saying, uh, turn it down. <laughs> so, like, telling them to shut up, like, keep it down. It's someone on, like, underneath with the broom, just like, <laughs> <laughs> turn it down keep up it there. Down up <laughs> there. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was great, so I thought I'd include it. Um, so, this next one's a little bit longer, but I just thought it was interesting. The title is just called. I am no longer a skeptic. My wife and I stayed in an Airbnb that was a house built in 1901 in an old mining town in Arizona. The experience we had made us leave a day early at 3.30 a.m. Quite <laughs> an intro. <laughs> yeah. The town is called Bisbee, Arizona. It's a small town tucked into the mountains near the Mexican border, less than 20 miles away from the famed town of Tombstone. Oh. I want to go there so bad. Mm -hmm. I'll give a brief history. Copper and other valuable minerals were discovered there in 1877, and a mining camp sprung up. The population swelled significantly over the next couple of decades, and at one point, the population was bigger than that of San Francisco. The problem was that they crammed their population into what is effectively a canyon. The town is literally built inside the sides of canyons, with, with front door steps leading to your neighbor's roof in a lot below. So pretty much the houses are just stacked on top of each other. <laughs> With the population surge came crime, disease, sanitation issues, etc. Not to mention the toxic fumes and smoke that came from the mining operations. People were making money hand over fist while living in absolute squalor and misery for quite some time. They mined there continuously until 1974 and dug one of the largest open pit mines in America. When the copper ran out, the mining company up and left basically sold the whole town back to the townspeople, and they turned it into a fun, artsy, hippie party town. Sounds badass. Sounds great. This year was the third year in a row my wife and I had gone down there for the 4th of July. The trip has become sort of a tradition. This year we stayed in an Airbnb that was a house built in 1901. It was actually one of the first houses built on the main street throughout town. I'd like to preface that overall I'm always... I've always been a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I always found it entertaining, but felt ultimately it probably it was probably bullshit. My wife also felt the same way. 
it would take a very concrete experience for me to fully believe. Well, let me tell you about my experience over the past couple of days and nights that changed my outlook quite a bit. So the first evening we were there, we were just kind of milling about deciding what we were going to do that evening. I was in the kitchen and I distinctly heard footsteps on the hard wooden floors. I absolutely thought my wife was walking behind me and even felt the presence of someone turned there. I turned around and there was no one there and she was laying in bed on her phone. I chalked it up to leftover thunder from a storm that had just passed or maybe old plumbing. Later that night, we were getting into bed. We were plugging our phones in, testing our light switches and such. I switched my light on and we both heard a weird scratching sound on or in the wall. I even jokingly said, damn, I hope that's not wires arcing in the wall or something. It definitely wasn't wires arcing, as I am familiar with that sound, but the sound was definitely along the lines. The next morning at breakfast, my wife mentions that she had trouble sleeping because of some very vivid and intense nightmares that took place in the house. She said there were those types of dreams where you're not sure if you're awake or asleep. It was enough to visibly shake her and she's not she's not an easy, easily shaken woman. The next night rolls around and we were going to bed at 10 p.m. or so. I drift off to sleep for what felt like 30 minutes or so before I was woken up by multiple itchy slash tickly feelings all over my body. At first I chucked it up to sensitive skin against sheets. I'm not used to. I've had that happen before, but this time it was different. Every time I would scratch the spot where I'd been feeling it, it would instantly move to another part of my body. It felt like someone was intentionally trying to aggravate me. I also had slept in the same bed a few times before this with no issue. Dealing with this made me toss and turn for a couple of hours until I finally had it and got up to find my wife awake as well. She had been having the same nightmares as the night before and couldn't sleep. She also had a deep uneasiness about the mirrors hung around the house. Now that we were awake, she went out to the porch to have a smoke and I stayed in bed scrolling through my phone. While I was doing this, I saw a person walk across the foot of my bed out of the corner of my eye. I also felt the presence of someone walking in. The airflow from the AC even changed slightly. It was vivid enough that I 110% thought it was my wife walking in and my stomach sank like a rock when I realized she was still on the porch. I thought it might be a glare from my phone, but I tried every which way to recreate it and it was unable to. Both of us being unable to sleep, we started talking about stuff. Now mind you, we now mind you, we rarely, if ever, argue or fight and we definitely don't get angry at things, especially over topics like the ones we were discussing. As the events went on, this weird negative energy started to develop and the conversation started turning south. We both kind of snapped out of it and thought about the events leading up to this and decided to pack up and nope the fuck out of there. As we were leaving, my wife went in to grab one last thing and heard multiple footsteps around her and had this, the distinct feeling she was being chased out. We drove back to Tucson in the dead of night and are both still sitting here in a state of shock about what we experienced. Kind of a terrible review for an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful review for yeah. an Airbnb. But uh, I want to stay there. That sounds really, really cool. Just have a really shit sleep, like. It's yeah, a good but trade. like, mm, <laughs> I think, like, realistically, if you just say stop, right? The, okay. the, that ghost will just stop. Because ghosts respect <laughs> verbal th- boundaries. I think they kind of do to an extent. Especially if you're trying to sleep or something. You just, like, actually just piss off and then they'll go away. It's a beautiful looking town as well. It's, I was just looking at pictures mm. of it and it's uh, really, really nice. I, I, yeah. Especially when he says that the AC like slowed down as if somebody had walked in front of it. You know, that freaks me out. I don't like that at all. I don't think I'd be able for seeing things out of the corner of my eye. You know, if I was seeing people walking around or anything like that, or I suppose hearing footsteps as well would probably freak me out. I see motion at the, the corners of my eye sometimes. 
It's kind of like the same sort of feeling. You know, you when you think you have your phone in your pocket, you f- think you feel it vibrate. Yeah. It's like that, but in your eyes sometimes. Are you actually seeing things or? No, it's like, oh, hey, uh, someone just, you know, walking past. And like, was, oh. is it actually a person or is it? No, there's no one there. Oshin, what the hell, man? Just sometimes like, you're just like, oh, and it's gone. Just in the corner of my eye. Well, that's it's terrifying. Been, it, it, it's been a thing for always. <laughs> now that they think about it, though. <laughs> oh, my God, that's paranormal as hell. <laughs> what? I've just been always discounting it as like a... Uh, you do have that's, long hair, so is it like your hair flowing oh, around? Oh, could well be. Like you know, it could well be. Um, I'll make note next time I have short hair, and that happens. Yeah, you'll have to get your hair cut short for the next investigation, just to be sure. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tie it up or something. You need to oh, yeah. say if you see something, right? <laughs> like if you see things walking around at the corner of your eye. The next I, investigation. I actually hadn't thought of. I hadn't thought of about it until now. <laughs> Genuinely, Osh- Oshin, paranormal investigator. Mm, I just assumed it was nothing. <laughs> I just thought it was like you know, oh, because like you know, I'm not focused on it, you know. Yeah. It's like oh, I'm just just getting distracted by myself, or like you know, maybe there is something just moving there, but it's just like a nothing. Terrifying. Like a cat or something, <laughs> a bird. I don't know. A telepathic, telepathic cat. <laughs> Sometimes I talk to my cat. Oshin, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oshin, that's paranormal. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe I have to explain that to you. (laughs) Help. (laughs) We should see if we can find any haunted Airbnbs in Ireland, though. There has to be at least one, right? There has to be, I'd say. There has to be, like, a market for haunted rentals at this stage. Because so many people go to, like, famously haunted buildings and ask for the most haunted room that they have. Like, the Stanley Hotel, Hmm. the room... That's the most haunted is is constantly booked out. You can't book it for a long time. So, we should check that out. We should. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it exists. I'm not sure if people list Airbnbs as haunted, though. It really depends. I don't know. Like, do, do you get like? Uh, I'm sure. Like, you know, eventually it doesn't work out as much. Like, there's probably more people wanting a place to stay that isn't haunted than you think? there is people who want to <laughs> yeah, stay but in a place to be, that like, is haunted. Yeah, there has to be like a niche market, right? Yeah, I'm wondering, like, does the niche market outweigh, like, do, would you just stay quiet about it instead? Hmm, we'll have to look into it. Uh, I feel like a fool for, you know, <laughs> discounting the fact that I might be seeing things. We just need to tap into your powers now, and then, and then you can talk to ghosts for us. Because <laughs> I've, I've, I've said it to no one, you know? <laughs> what? Like, you've been on this podcast for over a year now, and you never thought to mention that you see people out of the corner of your eye? <laughs> oh, not people. I just see things sometimes. <laughs> All right. No, I, I, have, I haven't classified it as something until now. It's just been like, oh, you know, there, there's, you know. Like, you know, you close your eyes too hard, and there, there's weird shapes. <laughs> They normally don't move, though, right? No, but it's like that sort of similar sort of thing. Just like, oh, it's just artifacts, you know, or something. All right, sure, sure. Artifacts. (laughs) I'm now sweating profusely. I wonder if there's like some sort of ceremony we can do where you get like your um, abilities unlocked by somebody and then you can talk to ghosts. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) That'd be pretty neat. Anyway, support the Patreon so we can afford Oshin's (laughs) special Therapy. Yeah, that is everything we have for this week, guys. Uh, if you have anything you want us to cover on the podcast, drop us an email at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, until next week, bye. Sorry, the cat got locked in. 
Yeah, exactly. 